Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. I never thought this this question, how would one lose a tortoise? It's a good question. I mean, how did they not think that was going to get over? We love watching the fat man dance. Oh my fucking god, he's Kamehameha waving the bats. He's not doing a good job with pulling the pictures at the right time. Well, you're an idiot, dude. Shut the fuck up. Well then, in one, two, three. I just forgot how the show opened. <laughs> I got real excited about it. I forgot how to do the old opening. Uh, Leave that in there. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, or however you choose to identify, welcome to View from the Top Rope. And yes, I haven't done that opening in a real long time, and I like thought about it a thousand times. I practiced to remember how to do it, and then it came on the spot, and I forgot. I am Chad, coming to you from my patio, because it's... You know, not that cold out, and I'm wearing a hoodie, so it's fine. And I am joined once again by the co-host with the mostest, my good buddy. We call him round here, Big Baby Daddy Diesel. Diesel, how the f are you doing, my good man? <laughs> Thank you, Dadalak. I'm joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight, as always, and. It's good to be back. It's been a while, and I've actually been excited all day to record. So I'm ready to talk about some WrestleMania. I'm excited. Yeah, it's been, I don't even know the last time we did a view from the top rope. And this is a legit view from the top rope. None of oh, that, yeah, this... uh, that 2.0 bollocks. Yeah. None of this, none of that tie dye bullshit. We're not, we're not playing the tie dye game. This isn't 2.0. This is old school view from the top rope. And as such, that means we have to go right into the first segment, which is, of course, the top rope rewind. So, Diesel, what the F's been going on, my good man? Again, the, the sound effect, we don't get the bloop, bloop. There we go. I mean, for me, when was the last time we've updated people on things? I couldn't I tell know. you. Yeah. Um, geez. Like, everything's been pretty the same for me. I mean, I'm still living in my house, still living, still here in the Dapper Dungeon of Delight. Um, Benji is a year and a half now, just about. It's, it's real crazy. Like, what, having, like, for when we started, when we started this podcast, if you've been listening all the way back since 2017 to where I'm at in 2023, who would have ever thought, right? So, uh, yeah, but my life isn't the same. If you're like an old listener from back then, you're listening now, yeah, I'm the same person, but I'm not. So, cheers, mate. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. What is going on? I went to Minnesota with uh, High Five Tom about a month ago and had a good time and uh, went to a wrestling show out there. And, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's happened. I thought I probably should have thought this through more because this is my suggestion to do this uh, topic. 100% all on you. So if it if it goes in the tank, it's all on you. This is your fault, not Reason. mine. 
more recent, I just visited uh, Milwaukee and went to the Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum, which is a pretty cool place. Only $5 to get in. Uh, like, they have thousands of bobbleheads. They have, like, you name it, they have a bobblehead of that person. Uh, you get to do, like, a scavenger hunt. And they were doing uh, Where's Waldo? And, of course, I found Waldo, so I was very happy. I was looking intense to find Waldo, and I felt like they could hit him better. Like, they didn't even put him with, like, should have put him with, like, the Detroit Red Wings, right? And, like, kind of just snuck him in there. It kind of match, you know? No, they put him, like, yeah, he stuck out. It was very, they don't, they must have never read the books. But, uh, yeah, so I got uh, Lemonhead. For the candy for uh, finding Waldo, Ooh, so that was pretty cool. Love me and, some good lemon uh, heads. I got a bracelet, uh, one of those rubber bracelets. So it's coming to you because I do not uh, wear those bracelets. And when they offered it to me, and that's what I thought of you. So eventually, uh, probably you'll probably see it. It'll be on your wrist. Um, you know, I do love me a good bracelet. I highly recommend visiting if you're looking for something to do in Milwaukee just to kill some time. You're there for like 45 minutes an hour and like I mean, once you go through it and you've seen everything i mean you're good to go but like while you're there it's pretty cool to see all the different types of bobbleheads and like who they have and you can even buy some bobbleheads i did not purchase any because i didn't have any of the ones that i really wanted so yeah but i had a good time and then we went to a bookstore to go to a book signing for Emily's favorite author, all on the same day, just, you know, took off the day of work, you know, because we're cool like that. Um, oh, yeah, we had cops for lunch. And sad to jealous. say, it was probably my worst experience, though, so don't be so jealous. Oh. I, uh, yeah, my burger was just so, like, soggy with the grease and, like, the bun was just soaked when I took it out. I was like, oh, my God. It was, like, almost, I didn't finish it. It was like, it was just too much. Like the grease was just too much. I had to get ice cream to like break it up. I was feeling like sick. Like I wasn't even even going to get ice cream. Like legit. I bought like a one scoop with hot fudge and I'm going to get ice cream. I'm going to buy more than one scoop. This was just to like break up the grease and it helped a little bit, but uh, yeah. You know me. I'm going to get that big honking like banana split thing that like costs like $15. I'm not just going to get one scoop. I'm going for ice cream. I'm going for broke. But uh, yeah. Uh, Anyways, went to this book signing, sat front row. It was kind of reminiscent of when we were at StarCast and we were in the um, War Games retrospective. We are sitting front row like when Lex Luger was just looking me like right in the eye and staring you straight down your soul this author like never read a word of anything he's written before is just like looking at me and i'm just like feeling all weird but uh it was also pretty cool because even though i never read any of his books he was a really good speaker and like he was a really good like salesman of his own work so like it made me kind of want to maybe indulge in some of that work we'll see what happens i mean emily has all like a lot of his stuff because it's her favorite author and it's from australia and the only thing i wanted to know about him is if uh he likes bluey and he said that is required watching in australia so his name is garth nix i thought it was gonna be if he could throw another shrimp on the bobby 
Ah, oh, man. Dang it. Uh, that was, that would have been a good one. Uh, his name is Garth Nix. I didn't say that before, in case you were wondering. Uh, pretty cool chap. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've talked enough. I think, uh, I think everybody wants to hear from Chad for once, or may not. I mean, people hear from me all the time. But, yes, I have uh, been up to just kind of the normal things. Uh, Cooper is just about to turn one at this point which is absolutely wild. It feels like just yesterday that Cooper was born, but she is doing phenomenally. Uh, besides that, I guess it's time to tell everyone from the podcasting sphere, if you listen to this podcast, that Allison and I are expecting our second child as well. So come Ooh. July, <laughs> we will be having another little child and it's going to be a little boy. We don't know the name yet, but that'll be announced far later. But yeah, so woo, two children within 15 months of each other and two under two, because we're absolutely effing crazy, apparently. Uh, besides that, just still cracking along during Dungeons and Dragons, of course, with Dungeons and Junkies, having ourselves a good old time, uh, still just working and spending a ton of time with the daughter and my wonderful pregnant wife who I absolutely love. And we are currently uh, redoing our bathroom in our house, plus the floor in the basement and the flooring on the stairs. Because well, you know what? If you're really going to drive yourselves insane, folks, the real key is to just keep throwing more and more shit on yourself until you go, there's no way I can handle anything else. And then what you do, folks, is you find 12 other things and you go, yeah, I'm going to do those 12 things because also I'm getting ready to head to the UK to celebrate the Mad Attacks wedding to the, you know, Chris Talks Games because the VGM members are getting married. And of yeah, course, the podcasts are getting married. The That's podcasts the are podcast. getting married. It's wild. It's only allowed <laughs> in the UK. That's why I have to go to the UK to see it happen. But really, I'm going to the UK to celebrate this wedding, which is going to be absolutely a banging time. But it's absolutely insane in my life. So yeah, everything's great, but also it's wild. Just wild, folks. See, I usually just wait till shit breaks, and then I worry about it. So, um, I mean, probably not the best way to do it, but hey. <laughs> it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Just keep it. Just ride it until it absolutely goes into the ground. Swear I taught. Oh, and if uh, myself were to talk to myself when we started to this podcast way back when, I would laugh in my face and go, "You're just lying to me about all of this." And this is a really funny joke, but all of these things you're saying are a lie, and I know that. I really wish that us now could go back then. And talk to ourselves. Sitting in my apartment. Uh, <laughs> I, Honest to God, I, it would be the funniest thing ever if we could go back to the, wait, what was it? What was the first place called? O'Keefe. No, I know, uh, but what what do we call it? Oh, man. Was it... it was Zeus's hideout? No. No. Was... Dang. And I don't even remember anymore. I don't either. Got to go back and check for this for this show becomes lost media because i feel like well that's gonna happen someday oh for sure but yes we'll go back and check but yeah 
Uh, that's that was my top rope rewind. So I don't think I have anything else to say. So let's move on to the second segment, which is of course T-shirt time. And I'm not wearing a T-shirt this week, so I have nothing to say. But Diesel, what are you rocking this week? Well, I'll put the camera down. I don't know if we're here. Oh, I disappeared. There we go. I'll eat baby. Maybe. Yeah. In honor of the day of recording, Adam Cole is making his in-ring return two nights against Daniel Garcia on Dynamite. And uh, just thought I'd uh, wear a shirt in support of Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. Gotta love Adam Cole. And going against Daniel Garcia, who is one of the coolest guys ever. Once again, shout out to Daniel Garcia for giving me back my t-shirt that I left at that AAW show. After you found it on the floor, because I'm an idiot. But you found it and gave it back to me without charging me again. So you are A-OK in my book, my good man. But that will wrap up T-shirt time. Time to move on to the next segment. And hey, good thing I kept him in the basement tied up because he's got something to do. Because it's time to hit a sound effect, folks. Because this is old school view from the top rope. So, monkeys in the back, hit that sound effect. It's time for the news. So, Diesel, what do we got this week? No news. Fantastic. And that's the news, folks. All right. Well, it is now time to get into the meat and potatoes of the show. And uh, we don't have any mystery brain busters of the week, so you don't get to hear that jingle, folks. I'm sorry. But it's just time to do some topics. So, no? No sound effect? All right, cool. You just keep chilling on. So, Diesel, it's mania season! Mania! So, you're leading the segment, so what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about WrestleMania 39, nights 1 and 2, and make our predictions. Because it seems like, why not? That's what we're doing this show for today, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Cool. Okay, so shows a little they've given us a little more information this year than they usually do in the past, like since they've done the two night format of when what matches are gonna go on. They've told us pretty much who's gonna be on night one, and they've told us one match is gonna be on night two. So Wikipedia right now has six matches for night one, one match for night two, and then six matches unknown. So We'll just go through the matches in order that Wikipedia has. And yeah, there we go. Um, but before we talk about any of these matches, I want to discuss the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal the Armbar. Um, it's going to be on SmackDown on Friday, Correct. the night before WrestleMania. But the reason I want to discuss it is because of Bobby Lashley, who's obviously in the battle royal and the whole bray wyatt stuff and yeah 
I feel like this is also pretty much a WrestleMania match. It, it uh, it's a shame for someone like Bobby Lashley who was supposed to get a like match on the card. Doesn't mean he's not going to. Who knows what they actually had planned? They, they said there's a plan B. Uh, be pretty upset if like plan B was for him to win this battle royal and they sorry, Bobby. I just really I'm actually really happy that the Andre, the the arm bar, if you will, I'm not gonna say the whole thing each time, is not on the WrestleMania card. Because don't get me wrong, I think it's a fun kind of match, and I do think in some situations these kind of matches do belong on WrestleMania cards. But for the first time in I don't know, ever, honest to God. Both of these nights, every match that they're going to put on these cards are important. And I think putting the arm bar on here. Except for the fiddle four-way taking matches. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, there has to be some kind Other of cool Other than to... those matches, I feel like. Because even, I would even argue, Brock Lesnar versus Omos feels important. But other than those two matches, I, I agree with you. But yeah, so everything is so important that I think putting the arm bar on the actual WrestleMania card, even night one or night two, is just a waste of our time. And I think it's a really strong decision to make it a kind of headliner for the last SmackDown before WrestleMania to kind of once again sow even more interest in the actual show. And I do feel terrible for Bobby Lashley. And I just... I don't really get what this whole Brock Lesnar or this whole Bray Wyatt thing is. Like, I know it's he has an undisclosed illness, quote unquote. I've heard from some they say some sources say, but then you see photos of him looking just fine, and then others say it's because he's out of shape. But he also looks like he's in perfectly fine shape. That he's probably in better shape than he was when he was wrestling. Like, I don't know. I don't get this whole Bray Wyatt situation. Yeah, this is just uh, pure speculation on my part. But I have a feeling it has something to do with Vince McMahon. Um, That's what it feels never, like. Like I don't know. And I've also heard reports that he's going to be returning as the Fiend. Because, yeah, I don't know where they were going with his character. I was very intrigued at first. And then it got really... They never even really properly introduced Uncle Howdy. Like, he's just a guy. You, you don't know anything about him. They were never going to get you to that point. Like... It got to the point where you just realized, well, this is nothing. Like it, it turned out to be the worst thing Bray Wyatt's ever done. Yeah, it it got really weird, and I think the problem was having Uncle Howdy be the one who jumped off the top of the thing to kill L.A. Knight, like in that glow in the dark match, because. It just really then, like, Uncle Howdy was, like, kind of this, like, dark figure and specter in this, like, TV. And in that way, he was really cool. And even if he would have, like, shown up in other ways, like, kind of just on the, like, shadows or just on the edges of... Especially, I love how Triple H is doing all these stories in the background of these promos and things like that. If you pay attention, there's other stuff going on in the peripheries. And Uncle Howdy, like, kind of showing up in the background would have been really cool. But to have Uncle Howdy just basically be Darby Allen and killing L.A. Knight for Bray Wyatt kind of immediately killed the whole gimmick for me right away. I mean, that could be a way to write Uncle Howdy off. I mean, we've seen him since then, though, so I guess that's not true because he got uh, beat up by Bobby Lashley, which makes him 
not seem very powerful. But what if they've been playing us this whole time? And this is all part of the story. Like, what if Bobby Lashley wins the Battle Royal and then, like, we get uh, Firefly Funhouse and he stands face-to-face with The Fiend and that's the WrestleMania match. Because I feel like there's nothing they can do to book a compelling story between these two characters. I don't think even if they had months to build, maybe if they had months to build up to, like, a crescendo at WrestleMania, but with one month, there was no way anybody was really going to be interested in Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley. What if this is the plan? I'd be okay with that, I guess. I mean, it wouldn't feel as important as a lot of the other matches in the card, but I mean, I feel okay with that. I I don't think we can do that for one fact. I think we could have the Firefly Funhouse after if Bobby Lashley wins it, but I don't think they should have the match at WrestleMania no matter what at this point. Because we're going to probably get the demon versus whatever the hell Edge is coming out as. He's saying he's the devil. So, I don't know. He might have horns or something like that. So, we can't have two matches with face-painted clowns coming out, all right? There's two nights. (laughs) So, we got to have one for each night? Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, Stone Cold technically had two matches last year. I know that, like... I mean, one of them was just he stunned Vince McMahon. But I mean, like you dumb was, son of a bitch. Around him twice, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel like if the plan B is for Bobby Lashley just to win this turn or this battle royal, and that's it. Happy WrestleMania to you. I think that sucks. It's not great for Bobby. I mean, they could have given him, like, L.A. Knight or somebody, like, you know what I mean? L.A. Knight. We could have had Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley 3, like we should have. Yeah. I was also thinking about uh, if we would have got Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt, what that would have been. And I'm kind of interested to see because it would have been something where Brock Lesnar would have had to, like, not been in his comfort zone. Like, I know how it would have went. It would have been just like when he faced Dean Ambrose and the Ambrose Asylum match. It wasn't even the I don't even remember what it was. It was just stupid. That's what it was. It you know just, what? I, I don't have the bell right now, but ding, sidebar. You know what my new greatest thing that I would love to see and will never, ever get to see it? But the greatest thing ever would be to see Bray Wyatt versus Brock Lesnar in a Firefly Funhouse match. And just to have Bray Wyatt just assassinate the character of Brock Lesnar. Because think of the wild shit. Like, I was watching some old school SmackDown. Like, Brock Lesnar, when he was the next big thing, like, coming into SmackDown. And then, like, the character arcs he went on when he feuded, like, the big show. And then he was a face for a while. And then he was really weird for a while. And then he left and he came back. Like, dude an assassination of the, the Brock Lesnar like whole mythos would be the greatest thing ever. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Like if they would have done that this year at WrestleMania, I would have been happy with that. But that's just something that Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar doesn't want to make himself look stupid. And I don't blame him for that. Like the way they've built him up as a character, like this is as far in the comedy realm as he is willing to go as Cowboy Brock Party. Match. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Um, but yeah, let's talk about actual WrestleMania matches. And something that we do know for a fact is 
opening night one is the United States Championship match between John Cena and champion Austin Theory. And I think this is a good choice to open the show, especially if you're trying to draw in casual fans like that might have Peacock and just like, oh, I'm just going to check out WrestleMania. You see John Cena, who's an established star, and you also see Austin Theory, who is, let's get on, is probably the next guy. That's what they're kind of building him up to be. This is a very important match for Austin Theory. And, I mean, there's no chance in hell that John Cena's winning this match. But I do feel like it's going to be an awesome match. And Austin Theory's probably going to win with the FU and not the attitude adjustment. And he's going to tell him he won with the FU. And I'm fine with that. Or A-Town Down, that's fine too. But, like, uh, Austin Theory's winning this match, definitely. And John Cena's going to give him the rub. And that's exactly what should happen. Yeah, I mean... John Cena understands his place in the business at this point. He is now the torchbearer from the movie industry. What he said he would never become. He has become what he always hated and said would never, ever happen. But now is his time to come back and lay on his back for A-Town Down. And, dude, Austin Theory is he's awesome. Like, I know that a lot of – some people don't – dig on Austin Theory. The kid's young as hell. He is the next big thing. Like, this is basically John Cena when he came in and went, ruthless aggression. And it was all kinds of crazy with everything. Because the trajectory of this kid's career and the things he's already done on the indie scene and now in WWE, we already know he can do comedy. His stuff with the, what was it, The Way? Is that what they were called? Yeah, The Way. Uh, on NXT. Absolutely hilarious. His, like, just the faces he can make, all the stuff with Dexter Loomis, and now this serious Austin Theory character. Come on. If he loses to John Cena, then truly Vince McMahon is back in charge, and it's all going to burn. Like, Vince is trying to just burn the thing down before he sells it is the only answer, because... Austin Theory has to win this match. I mean, sidebar. Sidebar, ding. ding. My favorite thing from the entire Way storyline is when they're at family therapy. And they're like, first there's the establishing shot from outside, telling you where you're at. And then they pan down the line. They're all sitting in the waiting room. And Austin Theory is sitting all the way at the end. And after everyone's being silent, he goes, this isn't Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Like, yeah, he sold me in that moment right there. I'm like, this is like, he's the guy. Like, that was pure comedy. I don't care what anyone says. That was perfect delivery. He's got that Kurt Angle quality factor where he just has beyond perfect timing and you don't expect it. And sometimes he says just ridiculous things. I I loved that storyline. I wish that uh, Dexter Loomis would get away from Johnny Gargano now on the main roster because it makes no sense. But, uh, yeah, it's not the whole here nor there. Storyline was awesome. Yeah, so I, we're both in agreement here. Austin Theory is winning this match. I don't think there's a doubt in anybody's mind. I think that if John Cena won, it would be a travesty to wrestling in general. It would set back Austin Theory. It would set back the future. It'd be a bad call. Bad call, folks. Bad call. 
The next match, it's listed on Wikipedia, is a lot of people's dark horses to be match of the entire weekend. And that is Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul. This match just makes me feel dirty. Every time there's a Logan Paul match, I just, I don't know. Because you know you're going to get a good performance out of him. You know that it's going to be a really good match. But at the same time, the person that is Logan Paul, not the wrestler, is a dirtbag human being. And, like, I cannot stand him. And, like, it, like at least he's a heel now. But, like, it makes me... It makes me go into this match just not wanting to like it, even though Seth Rollins is in it. And I know what kind of match we're going to get. And I know that we're going to come out of it and I'm going to be like, yeah, that was a good match. You know, I'm not going to deny you, it. You know that we're we're going to get a WrestleMania moment out of this match. I don't know exactly what these two psychos are going to come up with because they're both insanely athletic and logan paul seems just be a natural even though he's an absolute douchebag and seth freaking rollins is seth freaking rollins so i don't know what they're gonna do here but like i mean that we are they're gonna do something we're gonna get some kind of psychotic moment that will live in infamy because i don't know i just have the feelings that we're gonna get another like curb stop into an RKO type of moment where we just get a moment that will forever be a WrestleMania thing that's played on every highlight for the rest of our lives. And when it comes up, we'll be like, oh, kids, I remember that. I watched that WrestleMania when I was a youngin. I don't know why we got super old there, but we did. I don't know either, but I also don't know who to pick in this match because... Like, I could see Logan Paul being heel winning. I mean, I'm leaning towards Seth Rollins. Like, I'm taking Logan Paul. I'll tell you right now. Once again, this is... I'm leaning... You can't, you can't have John Cena win, so the casuals won't get that. But even though Logan Paul is a heel and everyone hates him, him winning kind of says, like, oh, Logan Paul won at WrestleMania. So the casuals will all get freaked out and tune in. Yeah, but don't you think the casuals hate him as much as we do? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, but he's also, he just makes money and people just want to see him. So, I don't know. I'm I'm leaning more towards Seth Rollins just because they say that, or Logan Paul came out and said that this is his last date on his contract, but nobody can confirm that because there has also been rumors that he's going to be facing John Cena at WrestleMania. I mean, uh, SummerSlam. Original plans was John Cena at WrestleMania, and I'm glad they changed that. I, I really like these alignments a lot better than, like, John Cena versus Logan Paul, at least, yeah. you know. Um, I'm leaning towards Seth Rollins because I also feel like this probably isn't going to be the end of their feud. That's why um, I'm taking Logan Paul to win here. Yeah. I don't know. Seth Rollins in 2022 wasn't very victorious. He did have a hot minute where he was a uh, U.S. champ, but that was because Brock Lesnar came out and uh, attacked Bobby Lashley. Or no, Austin Theory did because he was Money in the Bank champion. So, I mean, but other than that, Seth Rollins had that series against Cody Rhodes where he got swept. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that this is the year of Seth freaking Rollins, like he says. And it's also Logan Paul's birthday, and I feel like what would you what would WWE do for you on your birthday? 
they're gonna make you go over in a loss. <laughs> that's that's old the VKM style. I I think he gets the victory here. Logan Paul wins, and you're this sort of continues. the assumption that he's not booking this show. I'm I mean, kind of says so on the poster that he has that more he is. than his hands in the. I'm thinking he's more than his hands in the cookie jar right now. I think that, I mean, from what I've been hearing, like from the news and stuff like that, is like there's been some changes that are going back to the ways that they were before. I don't know. It's just, I hope I'm wrong, but I love I hope it when so I'm too. right. <laughs> Anyways, the next match is the trios match between Trish Stratus. Lita, Becky Lynch versus Damage Control, which is Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. And I don't know. This match I do care about, but I don't care about. I feel like it would be better if it was like Lita and Becky Lynch defending the Women's Tag Team Championships. I feel like this is only the start of the whole thing because I believe that the whole... This is leading to Trish Trish versus Becky and Trish as the heel. And she's not going to turn now. She's going to turn when she costs them the tag belts. So I feel like this is just a stopgap to that. And which kind of makes me feel like this isn't WrestleMania worthy, even though as Trish and Lita, which is weird to say, um, obviously they're going to win. Trish Lita and or at least in my mind, obviously, Trish Lita and Becky. Yeah, I can I completely agree that Trish Lita, this is the classic, once again, WrestleMania isn't about the hardcore wrestling fan as much as it is about the casual wrestling fan. And as much as us hardcore fans like to bitch about it, it's the way it's been since the beginning. I mean, celebrity appearances have always been a thing at WrestleMania. It's always about getting as many eyes on the product as you can. And to get the old school wrestling fans who might have lapsed, putting Lita and Trish on the card, getting them a victory, that'll put a nostalgia smile on a lot of people's faces. And as you're right, Diesel, we can then tell that story later down the line, come SummerSlam, Survivor Series, where Trish turns on them, and then we get Trish versus Becky Lynch for the actual title of The Man. Because Trish Stratus was the man of the early Divas uh, Attitude Era, where you know the women's wrestling was not respected, but Trish Stratus really effing tried to make it respected. Well, I mean, that's crazy, too, because she came in there with, like, no wrestling background. She was just a model. And to think of where she got by the end of her career, I mean, she wasn't the best in ring, but she was the best they had. And, I mean, she could, like, if you compare her to some of the wrestlers today, she could still put up her own. So it's just, yeah, I agree. I, I'm in a weird way excited for this next match. I don't know why. But uh, Brock Lesnar versus Omas. Or if you're Brock Lesnar, you call him, what do you call him? Almost? Almost. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even know his opponent's name. Um, I don't know. I just, Brock Lesnar is a big dude. Omos makes Brock Lesnar look like a tiny dude. So, I mean, it's the whole Hulk Hogan under the giant effect. You want to see Brock Lesnar 
pick him up and F5 him. I think this is also the match. We're going to find out who's actually booking this show. Because I could definitely see Omos going over. And if that's the case, Vince McMahon has the book. If Omos wins this match, you're 100% correct. Uh, there's no no chance in hell. Brock Lesnar has to win this match. I want, at most, five-minute squash match. It has to be where less than that. At the at, like two and a half. <laughs> no, I want to see Omos chuck Brock Lesnar a couple times. And then Brock Lesnar do that stupid face that he makes when he's fighting someone that's bigger than him. When he's like, oh, and he makes that dumb Brock Lesnar face. And then I want him to German suplex him a couple times and then F5 him. But he's got to struggle to do it for a second. So, like, it's like four in like minutes in like 15 seconds. Fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is going to be a five-star classic, but I do want to see that F5. I really want to see it. So that's why I said earlier that this match kind of feels important in that way. I mean, important. I don't know. It's definitely the least important match Brock Lesnar has had in WrestleMania history, which is weird. I mean, a lot of the times, how many WrestleManias has he closed out? I mean, a lot of them being against uh, Roman Reigns, but still. Still. I mean, he's got to be up there for... Most WrestleMania main events might not have the top number, but he's got to be top three, five at least. Yeah, we'd have to actually like dig into the cards and look at it because you know how WWE considers main events where every match is a main event. doesn't matter where it goes on at the card. It's a main event. You're right. I should rephrase. Show closer. There you go. But what was the show closer for WrestleMania 37? Was it Brock versus Drew McIntyre or was it Drew McIntyre versus uh, Big Show? Because he came out afterwards, but they played the match in Raw. So what was the show closer? You know, that's a true fact. What was the actual main event of that WrestleMania? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going with my optimism and hoping that Triple H is really booking the show and going with Brock Lesnar. I'll take it, Brock. Yeah, I got Brock Lesnar. He better win. And the next match, we have Bianca Belair defending her Raw Women's Championship versus Asuka. And I feel like the build to this one has been very weird. They could have done it differently. I it's don't been know. up and it's, down. Yeah. I really, I really I love really, Asuka's character, though. So, like, I'm very excited no, for this match. I do like how they've kind of also started taking the stance, like, Remember when she used to be undefeated for like five years and then all of a sudden she lost and then she couldn't win again. Like, but yeah, there was that five year period where she couldn't have been beat. And like, yeah, I hope that they start booking her that way again. And I mean, I think she's definitely going to win this match. Bianca Belair has been champion for a long time. It just feels like it's going to go to Asuka. I just don't like the, how can they coexist? Like tag matches all the time. And like, I don't know. It just they can't. That's the answer. It's it's dumb. I do agree that it wasn't. It was such a kind of uh, plug and play kind of build to this WrestleMania match between these two great superstars, and especially when Bianca's had such a lengthy title reign, and then Oscar is just coming back with kind of like a reformation of her old character gimmick, and the fact that they yeah just did the ooh. 
they're facing each other at WrestleMania, so can they coexist in these tag matches? Of course not. They can't coexist. They hate each other. They want to fight each other. And I know they're both baby faces, quote unquote. But I don't care. They shouldn't have done this angle. It should have been about Asuka wanting to rip her face off this entire time. Because Asuka is a psychopath. And that is the best Asuka. Because Asuka, as a psychopath, is the most fun Asuka. And that's what she won for five straight years. She didn't care who was out there, you were on her team or not. She kicked people's heads off. She blew mist in your face. And then she choked you out. There were good times. And now, I think they are going to put the title belt back on her. I 100% agree. I'm taking Asuka to win this match. And we get a little bit of a you know reset with Bianca Belair. And we can move on, do something cool with her, because she's amazing as well. And then we get a whole new crop of challengers for Asuka to go through. Sidebar. Sidebar. Ding. I do not like how they changed Asuka's music. Like, I mean, it's the same, but they changed it. Like, different different performer, like, different, like, style. They do the same with, like, Johnny Gargano. Like, they've done it with a couple people where they have the same song, but it's different. It's like, why? I mean, I, I understand why. It's CFO money, but, like, come on. Yeah, like, these re-records have, like, of all of like CFO's money. Kevin Owen, Sami Zayn, like those are also CFO money, but they're not changing those because, like, you know how weird it would be to hear Kevin Owens come out to different music. Like they changed uh, Sammy's when he was a heel, but like he can't come out to something different when he's a face. People would revolt. They would lose yeah. their mind if Kevin Owens changed his music. Like I still like both of their entrance themes. I just want them to revert back to what they had before. I concur. That's my sidebar. Okay. The last match that they have listed for night one is Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And, I mean, Rhea Ripley has to win this match. If they have Charlotte win this match, I think it will be another indication that Vince McMahon is booking the show. I just, oh, man, it would be so... It would suck if Rhea lost to Charlotte again. I do not like Charlotte anymore. Like, legitimately, I just I can't stand her. I don't know what it is. Like, I used to really like her, like, back in the NXT days when she first debuted on the main roster. But, like, she seems like she's so full of herself. Like, I feel like her character is kind of bled into her real life. I don't know. I don't know her personally, so I guess that's not fair to say. But... It just, I don't know, there's something about her that I just don't like anymore. And I she really like kind of her jib, folks. I don't, I don't wish anything bad on her or anything like that. I just hope she loses her title on Sunday or Saturday, I guess. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, Ripley. Wikipedia is obviously wrong. One of these women's titles matches have to be on, they can't both no, be on were, one night, right? They were both announced for night one. That's wild. It's very weird to do it that way. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, they were both announced on TV for being on night one. Huh, I guess I missed that. But yeah, this has to be Rhea uh, Rhea Ripley. If Rhea doesn't win, that would be the biggest misstep uh, of this entire regime. She is the most overstar, basically, in the entire company uh, besides, you know, the very top of the card. It's the top of the card and then Mama. As she is called by Dom, because everybody loves Rhea and she is, yeah, she is just killing it right now. So, yeah, she has to beat Charlotte. I don't hate Charlotte 
And I just don't like Charlotte either. At this point of her career, she's just kind of there. I think she's a phenomenal pro wrestler, but I just don't care. Like, no matter what she's doing, I just doesn't evoke any emotions from me anymore, which I guess is the most damning of any kind of indictment because I just care so little that I don't want to see her win. I don't want to see her lose. I just, I don't really care to see her or if I don't see her, if I do see her, fine. I'm not going to get upset, but I'm also not going to go out of my way to try and go, woo, Charlotte. Yeah, I agree. I feel the way she came back to win the championship too is just, Okay. And that's so weird because I thought that Rhonda, she came back because Rhonda wanted like an extended leave of absence, but Rhonda's already back right now with uh, yeah. friggin' uh, why can't I think of uh, why can't I think of her name right now? Shayna Baszler. Yeah. They're back to doing their stuff. So why did Charlotte even come back? It's very confusing. I don't know. And Rhonda says that she wanted to do this tag team thing with Shayna and they were supposed to originally face at least that's what the reports were they were supposed to face uh damage control for the titles and then the whole lita tristratus thing was always like being juggled and it like they had tristratus at raw like several times and like they didn't like pull whatever they were going to do to start the storyline like so i don't know it it is a little murky with that but uh yeah, moving on to night two. Our matches, some of these matches could be on night one. Who knows? They could still add matches on SmackDown too. I doubt that will happen unless it's Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley or something like that. But the only match we know for sure on night two is Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. So we'll discuss that last because that's obviously the main that's event be the of show the club, entire yeah. weekend. Yeah. So... I'm going to go with what I am guessing is going to open night two, and I think it's the perfect match to open night two. And that is the triple threat match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship between champion Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. And, like, not to steal a line from Sheamus, but this match is going to be a banger. It's... I don't see this match being anything but good. And... If it's anything below four and a half, four point seven five stars, I think it would be a disappointment. Because I just I don't see these guys showing up and doing anything but having like a twenty minute classic at least. Um, I think Gunther is going to win. I think that they're going. He's going to break Conky Tonk's record. I think that he's going to be the one to do it. He's already got the like the modern era, and I don't know when that starts because. I mean, when Honky Tonk Man did it, it was in the 90s, I believe. So Yeah, it was like, like the early 90s, right? Or mid-90s? Yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, I know that it was in our lifetime, so it's like, when does is this considered modern? Because I remember when we were kids, that was modern. So are we out of that era? Who knows? Who knows? But, uh, we are. We're old. Yeah, I get reminded of that every single day. Um, but yeah, I, I think that as, as cool as it would be to see Seamus get his moments think the bigger story is Gunther breaking the record. Yeah, I think this is my, before the weekend even happens, my match of the weekend. Because you can't tell me, you can't put these three guys into a match and not tell me it's not going to be phenomenal. Because I just, like, I want to see, I mean, 
Sheamus versus Gunther was at Clash the Castle, one of the f- best matches I've ever had the enjoyment of watching. It's one of my favorite WWE matches I've ever seen. And now you added Drew Mack into the situation, and all three of these guys are absolute just psychopaths and are going to beat the living snot out of each other. I mean, they're going to chop and kick and punch and beats of the Bowery and claymores and drop kicks and splash. I mean, this is going to be big men clashing into big men. I mean, it's going to be wild. And I do agree that I think the best storyline is that Gunther wins here, continues this title reign, beats the record. If I was going to give it to anyone besides him, though, Sheamus has already had his WrestleMania moments before. I'd give it to Drew Mack if I wasn't going to give it to Gunther here. Because to give him, Drew Mack, a moment in front of a crowd would be a very, you know, crowning achievement for him. I know he got to win the title, but there was no one there. So I think Gunther wins here, and I'm going to pick Gunther. But if I was going to pick a secondary choice, it would be Drew McIntyre. I mean, you can't go wrong with any that is selected. I kind of was hoping that uh, they would get more involved. Like when they had the number one contender, like I think it was a five-way. Um, they wanted it to be just like all like big mess and they had to add everybody in. So then it was a ladder match. Like some of the earlier WrestleMania 30s-ish I think like 31 through like 34 that had like intercontinental title matches. Dude, I mean, um, ladder matches, I feel like there should be a big multi-man ladder match on WrestleMania. And I think it is Money in the Bank, I know is a great pay-per-view, but I do miss it being on WrestleMania because I just think Agreed. having that multi-man ladder match on WrestleMania always just gets the juices flowing, folks. If you want to kick the show off with a bang, kick it off with a multi-man ladder match. And it makes me sad that there is no ladder match on this card. There wasn't a ladder match last year either. Nope. I don't think there was uh, in the Performance Center a couple years ago either, but there might have been. No, I'm thinking about it. I think there was. Yeah, well, I, I think there was. was involved in a uh, ladder match. But anyways, um, like some of these matches have to be on night one because they have both of the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team matches, the women's and the men's. Let's talk about the women's. Uh, we have Liv Morgan with Raquel Rodriguez. I still always want to call her Raquel Gonzalez. I just don't know why they changed her name. Um, and uh, Natalia versus Shot or Natalia and Shotzi, which is just the weirdest combo. Vers- and Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, and Chelsea Green, and Carmella's replacement, Sonia Deville. I don't know what's going on with Carmella. I mean, that was She's the hurt. original. Yeah, I won't haven't really disclosed what is going on with her though. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know that like there's something going on, but we don't know what. Um, as far as last I heard, I this could have been something that came out that I did not see. But still, I still think it's a weird. I mean, good for Sonya Deville. She gets a WrestleMania payday. Um, I imagine there's not going to be any pre pre show matches because there's only 13 matches like announced right now for both nights. So I think that's enough to fill up two shows. So I'm assuming that these are going to be on the card. Um, 
Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler have to win this match. I feel like this match was put on the card for them. Um, if Natalia and Shotzi win, I am gonna just turn off the rest of the show. I won't do that because there's still a couple matches on here I definitely want to see. Yeah, this this one's really weird to me. I just I don't understand. I get it. Like Natty is the all around like just WWE lady. Like she just will do whatever she is told. But how many different people has she been a tag team partner with since the women's tag team division was established with title belts? And what that was what, four three, four years ago at the most. I don't know. Time is just uh, time is relative at this point. I don't know concept now. Yeah. It, it wasn't that long ago, and she's had a billion partners. She's basically the Cleveland Browns of the women's tag division, where she is just going, she doesn't care, and she can't win ever. And I just, I don't know. Like, Natty, let's just let's get you off TV for a while. Go to the training center, show the future generation what the heck to do, and then come and be like Beth Phoenix is. We love Beth Phoenix now. We hated Beth Phoenix for a long time, but now we love Beth Phoenix. So... You know, you just got to go away for a while. Let us, you know, build up that nostalgia factor. Then we'll like you again. But yes, uh, Sony Deville, or not Sony Deville, but uh, Rhonda and Shayna, Shayna I got to win this. Yeah. Uh, the reason we hated Beth Phoenix was because that was the narrative that they gave us. She could wrestle. And oh, there was she was still in the divas period where like very few of them could actually put on a good wrestling match, but Beth Phoenix could, and so we were like subliminally told to hate her because she was actually good at wrestling. That's yeah. why pro wrestling sucks. You guys should and now hate since her. Uh, since uh, Stephanie McMahon invented women's wrestling, it's okay to like Beth Phoenix. Ah, oh, that's what it is. I always forget about the greatness that is Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. I mean, it's sad to see her go. She'll be back, though. I have a feeling. They all come back, Diesel. They all come back. Just when they thought they were out, we pull them back in. I know that's the paraphrase. It's not the exact quote, but yeah. So we talked about the women's Fatal 4-Way. Let's talk about the men's Fatal 4-Way tag match. Um, like I said, I bet you one of these are on night one, one of them's on night two. I would guess the men's is going to be on night one because the the women's title matches are both announced for night one. It would be weird to not have representation from the women on night two. So, that being said, this match is between Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy and versus the Viking Raiders. And in my mind, there's only two teams that are going to win this match, and that's Strowman and Ricochet or the Street Profits. But the question is, which one of them is going to win? I don't know. I, where, the reason I feel that way is I feel like Otis is going to become Otis, and that's going to eliminate the Alpha Academy. I know it's not an elimination match, but it's going to, yeah. And He's then, go I don't to the know, back. the Viking, for photos, the yeah. Viking Raiders are just never really booked consistently. It's weird. Like they want to make them like a legit terrifying tag team, but they're not doing it right. But that also is because the tag titles are locked up and they've been locked up for so long that 
it's really hard to run an efficient tag division when you can't really have legitimate tag title feuds. So true. I don't know, but I just don't feel like it would be out of place if they won this match. Um, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, one of them take the pin. Um, I don't know. There's always that impending breakup between the Street Profits. Did something happen to start that here? I don't know. My gut feeling is telling me it's going to be Braun Strowman and Ricochet. And I would not be mad about that. Like I told you over text, like I shouldn't like that tag team, but I do. I, I don't know why. It just it keeps Strowman off the, the top of the card and like the title picture and it puts Ricochet on TV more. So I think it works out for both. I think it does work out for both. I always a good giant and cruiser tag team are always fun to watch. They do a lot of cool stuff. And I mean Ricochet is super talented. And Braun Strowman, once again, as you said, when he's not at the top of the card, Braun's a lot of fun. I just to be different, I'm going to take the Street Profits to win here. I do think that the destined Street Profit bait breakup is not long away. But I, I think we can start seeing some seeds of it here. But I think they win in this match. As besides the Viking Raiders, the only established tag team that I think are going to stick together. Because, yeah, I think Otis goes to the back to take more photos, leaving Chad Gable on his own, probably eating the pin. I think Chad Gable eats the pin here. But then I think, yeah, Ricochet and Braun eventually break up to feud. And so I'm going to take the Street Profits to win here, just for fun. If they would ever, like, believe in Chad Gable, like, that guy is literally Kurt Angle. Like, he, he really is. He, if they would let him, like, be serious, I feel like he could get a really good character over. He could be a really strong heel. I He could be the comedy heel. He's proven that he can do that. Uh, I just, if they would, like, it's because he's short. It's the only reason, and it shouldn't hold him back because he's legit. Like he was in the Olympics for God's sakes. Like, come on. But he didn't uh, break his neck, so they'll never believe in him. True, but I mean, I'm ready, willing, and Gable. I don't know about you. Obviously, yeah. And so, what a great first name! It's just—it's such a strong, <laughs> strong first name. It is. It is. It rolls right off the tongue. It does. Chad. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, moving on. The next match, uh, it is Edge versus the Demon Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell. This is a weird one because I feel like this feud was is over already. I feel like when Edge won at Elimination Chamber, it was done. Like he won with his wife. Like he's yeah. beating he's beaten Finn Balor like three times. I'm pretty sure. So this match to me feels like is unnecessary. I mean, it's cool. That's in the Hell in a Cell. It's cool. We're going to get F- Demon Finn Balor and whatever Edge is going to be. Devil uh, Edge. Well, I mean, Devil Eggs. Um, there, uh, There's rumors that Gangrel is going to be involved. He's going to be in the entrance. And I'm I'm always in for the Brood entrance. I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Brood. But I don't know. I just feel like this, this feud's over. So that makes me believe that because Edge won it. And no matter what happens in this match, Edge won the feud. I don't care what anyone says. So that makes me believe that Finn Balor is going to win this match. <laughs> Finn Balor so, has to win this match. Because I mean, 
Edge Edge has to go away here eventually, right? I love that Edge is back on this like return tour, but we have to separate them like completely. We have to get Edge away from Judgment Day. Like I don't know how, but he that spent like the entire year battling yeah. Judgment Day. Yeah, you're right. It needs to end. Like this is why this shouldn't be the match. No. Like we should have put Dom and Rey Mysterio in the Hell in the Cell match. That I would yeah. that have been awesome. But that I'm excited to see the return of Demon Finn Balor and Devil Edge. He's going to hit his, you know, devil trigger and turn into his devil form, a.k.a. out of, you know, Devil May Cry. It's going to be really cool, but I, I just, Finn's got to win here. It, it's got to be a Finn win, even though Edge did win this, you know, whole feud. I do agree with that. Finn has to win here. Has to. He's lost too many times. Yeah, but then it's going to be... In WWE's narrative, Finn Balor is going to be the winner of this feud, even though it's not what happened. They're going to spin it, and all the stuff that happened previous with Finn Balor losing is not going to matter. And that's that's the thing that annoys me about this match. Because, yeah. yes, Finn does need to win this match. It's just... We didn't need Edge versus Finn Balor again. It's just... Edge... So many people that Edge hasn't faced, and like he said it before, he's only got so much time left. It's like it's been four, four years in. He came back, in, or three years in. He came back in 2020, right before the world ended. It ended. It's not or like you know, right before the world ended. ended. Yeah, you know, I remember <laughs> that. And we're still you and me, last two people on the earth, yeah. just kicking along, yeah. <laughs> doing you this podcast I mean. for ourselves. You know what I mean? I got in a roll. And that's what it came off. Um, yeah, so Finn Balor, winner. Pretty uh, next match. Finn. We have singles match between Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. I mean, it's kind of surprising that they didn't, like, put career on the line. I really wanted it to be hair versus mask. I mean, I understand the implication of Rey Mysterio is facing his son for the first time or he didn't want to even fight him and everything like that. And I did enjoy the build-ish. I mean, it did kind of get repetitive in the middle of it. Um, but, I mean, when he actually did clock him on SmackDown, it was actually pretty satisfying. So, touche to them. I've been excited for this match for months. I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Um, I mean, Dominic's going to win, and he's not going to win clean, but he's still going to win. And I fully expect Rey Mysterio to be unmasked and I don't know if this is going to be his last WWE match I don't know I mean because he's going into the Hall of Fame on Friday night I just I don't know we'll see but uh, if he's unmasked it's almost like symbolic of like it's over even though we know in WCW like the whole they messed that whole thing up and no. actually unmasked him but we know that they know that we know that this already happened one time before and it sucked, but he was the giant killer for a while and he got to beat like Kevin Nash and the giant and a whole bunch of other people without his mask on. But he just looked so weird without a mask on. But yeah, now Dominic Mysterio, the quote unquote best character in the WWE right now, the most hated man in the entire roster and hated in a good way. Because he it's controversial is controversial, though. Not what? from me. I'm saying what you're saying is controversial. 
I don't care. If you look online <laughs> and you talk to AEW fans, <laughs> it's the worst shit that AEW's ever or WWE's ever done. I'm just saying, I do I don't not take that stance. I love Dominic Mysterio and I've loved his whole ever since he's went to prison. Like at first I'm like, where are they going with this? This is kind of I was leaning on this is dumb, but where they went with it has really worked for me. So yeah, go on. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no. yeah, I, I'm just 100% digging this and he has to beat his father in this WrestleMania match. And I don't know if the unmasking has to happen here at WrestleMania. I think we could parlay this into a little bit of a longer feud and maybe have the unmasking at SummerSlam and do have a mask versus hair or mask versus, you know, Dominic's career or something of that nature. Make Dominic put something on the line. Because I think that, yes, Dominic wins here, but it's going to be dirty. It's going to be so dirty. And it might be such a sneaky win that Dom won't be able to beat down Ray to get the mask off of him. So I think he'll just kind of, you know, slink away from the ring after the victory. So I think Dom wins. But I think this feud kind of concludes probably at SummerSlam instead of here at WrestleMania. Yeah, if it is that way, it's... it's this match is going to revolve around the taking off of the mask. And that's how they're going to get that stipulation at later down the road. But I mean, I also feel like with what you said about the casual fans, I don't know if they did it at WrestleMania, like you would get all these people that are just tuning in for WrestleMania being like, Oh damn, they're not playing around. <laughs> you know? Oh damn. I remember that guy from my childhood. He took his yeah. mask off. Oh shit. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, Dominic's going to win. And I think the end result is going to be an end, unmasking. So I guess whether it happens at WrestleMania or not, I guess it just remains to be seen. So tune in. Tune in, folks. Yeah, see, we're selling it for you, WWE. You expect uh, some residuals from that. Don't worry. Don't worry. Paychecks in the mail, right, guys? We know it. Right. Okay. And the next match is a match that I think this match could be on night one because I think that it could be a nice little uh, storyline that weaves through night two, um, but it also could be a night two match and they don't, because they might not want to, because I feel like, so it's the tag team titles match, obviously. The Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I feel like if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win this match, they're pretty much giving away what's going to happen in the main event. I could be wrong. I feel like whoever wins this match, they're kind of like like maybe uh, tipping their hand a little bit and letting you know what's going to happen in the main event. Because, like, to be honest with you, I'm still 50-50 on the main event. As, as confident as I was a month ago, like what was going to happen in the main event, I am less confident as of right now. But I feel like this match might... If the Usos win, I feel like Roman has to retain, right? I still feel like Roman could retain if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win, but but if the Usos win, yeah, I, I would agree that it, it would feel weird if he didn't retain. And if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn do not win, I'm gonna be a very very unhappy camper because. I mean, along with everybody else that was invested in this whole bloodline storyline, because like 
Sami Zayn needs some kind of trophy coming out of this. And if it's the tag team titles, it's the tag team titles. But, like, he needs something, you know. And it's something that he's never had. He's never been tag team champion. Kevin Owens has never been tag team champion. This would make Kevin Owens a Grand Slam champion. Yes, like, it would. It's WrestleMania. It's these guys, if they're going to be tag team champions, they need to be tag team champions together. And I don't know. It's going to be like, this is my dark horse for match of the night. Because I've seen the Usos put on match of the night time after time after time. And I've seen Kevin Owens put on match of the night time after time. And Sami Zayn has been right there too. Uh, how many times have the Usos put on match of the night and was on the WrestleMania pre-show? Like, this is a big deal to me, like for all parties, like being a fan of them for like the past decade. Like, yeah, this is my match. This is the match I'm most excited for. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have to win this match. And like, this is my dark horse for best match of the entire weekend. See, I think this either closes out night one or opens night two. I feel like it should close out night one. I think it should, but I don't. I don't know if it will. I'm, I'm more. I'm definitely leaning more towards that. It's going to open night two, and then it will be kind of like the storyline that weaves throughout the entire night, because the bloodline is the most important storyline in the WWE right now, and so I think it should kind of, I guess, encompass all of night two, because we all know the main event is the main event of the entire weekend. Cody Rhodes taking on Roman Reigns. So I think opening with this tag match and either way it goes, it will say a lot for how the night is going to play out. And I, I'm very confident that I think the bloodline falls on this WrestleMania. I think they're smart enough to know that it's time. It's time to do something else. And then Cody can split the belts because he doesn't care about the one belt. He only wanted the one. We can get the belts of the tag belt split up. We can have, we can go back to the way things should be for a little while. This Bloodline storyline has been amazing, but we need to do things. We need more titles because the hit roster is stacked and we just, we need to be able to spread things out some more. So I think this is where the first domino falls. I have Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens winning this match and just, it's, it's WrestleZania. It's time to go. KO Mania and WrestleZania combined to make a tag team title victory. Grand Slam Owens and Sami Zayn getting his participation trophy of a tag team title run. You know how compulsive I am, especially when it comes to like wrestling t-shirts. I was really close to buying that t-shirt Friday night after SmackDown. I'm like, sure you I were. Had, I'm surprised you I didn't had actually. It up on my phone. Like I thought about it. And I just didn't do it. I don't know why I didn't do it, but like, it was really close to buying that shirt. Like, yeah, I, I like that shirt. It's cool. Um, so yeah, I guess let's talk about the main event. What do you want to talk about? I mean, that's what. What do you want to talk about, said, Diesel? I should have should have said it that way. I kind of messed that up, but anyways, the main event of the entire weekend, we have Roman Reigns who is it's been universal champion for 900 and like 70 something days i think um so obviously since he's won the 
WWE Championship, which was a year ago. It'll be a year at WrestleMania, so I mean that's still a good and lengthy reign. They just they just say that he said the WWE title that long too, because it just makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, you got Cody Rhodes, who I still can't believe is in the WWE. Adrenaline in my soul, yeah, so something, 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 Cody, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. I agree. I sing that every single time. Um, I just. And also, he is main eventing WrestleMania. This is something that three, two, year, one year ago, <laughs> six months didn't ago, think was going to be possible. <laughs> well, six months ago, I know, he was already I, in the WWE six months ago. Yeah. I had I had a little bit of like suspicion that maybe not because of the way Sami Zayn was like going, but uh, I don't know. I'm totally fine that like. For a moment after Elimination Chamber, I was a little bummed that Sami Zayn wasn't going to be involved. But the build, like, this is definitely their best built match, which it should be. This has been the best built WrestleMania main event and all of the 30s, probably since WrestleMania 30. It's so good. Roman Reigns is so good. Cody Rhodes is so good. And it's he's the same character in a, he was in AEW and he got booed out of the building. And it just it doesn't make sense how it works so much better over here. But it I legitimately want to see him win. I'm legitimately behind Cody Rhodes 100%. And I have my doubts because and like I don't know. This could be because of High Five Tom. Like, he planted the seeds in my head back in a month ago when we went on our trip to Minnesota. And he was very adamant that Roman's not losing a mania because they want to get him over a thousand days. And I don't care whether it's Triple H or Vince McMahon, I feel they're the same way. And they see that. And that's like a benchmark. And like, I feel like that might be getting in the way. I could, I, I'm 50 50. I could see Roman Reigns still winning this match. And I know that they throw some like swerve things out there in the media and stuff like that. But one of the things that was reported on yesterday was that they have a new belt design and it's already been approved and can be put on TV at any point that they want. So that makes me believe that if that is true, that Roman Reigns is going to win and they're just going to say, F it. We're going to do like we did with the universal title and just tournament new champion. This is just this combined championship. Then. So who knows? Um, okay. I'm, I'm 51 49 after saying all this stuff, I'm going to go Cody Rhodes, but I'm only 51 49 because I want Cody Rhodes to win because the story finishes story. That whole thing, like, Main eventing WrestleMania is something that Dusty Rhodes never had the opportunity of doing. Winning the WWE Championship was something that Dusty Rhodes never had the opportunity of doing. Being made mockeries of the Rhodes family, they were. Like, polka dots, that was to make fun of Dusty Rhodes. Gold dust wasn't very flattering on the Rhodes family. And the Stardust. way Cody Rhodes was treating <laughs> up until Stardust, like the way like they were Cody Rhodes wasn't gonna be anything more than an Intercontinental Champion. Cody Rhodes is awesome. Like Cody Rhodes' story will live in infamy. And I don't know if there's a better story out there in wrestling history. I'm sure there is, but like 
Yeah. That's why I want Cody Rhodes to win. That's why I'm 51-49. And that's why I'm going with my heart and going Cody Rhodes this time. I already tipped my hand earlier. I think that this this match will be phenomenal. And it's going to be another one of those matches where I don't know if they'll even probably touch each other for the first, you know, three, four minutes of the match. Just like with the Sami Zayn contest. Because... Everyone knows what this is all building to. Yes, the crowd is going to be insane. This is awesome chant without even doing a thing. The ambiance of the entire just massive WrestleMania moment. And especially with my prediction that the Usos lose earlier. This is, is the bloodline crumbling? Is this the end of the bloodline? And just the story that you can tell here. It's Cody Rhodes has got to win. Cody Rhodes wins. Cody Rhodes wins, and then we get Roman Reigns versus the Usos themselves. And eventually we build, you know, new main eventers because apparently Roman Reigns is going to go away for a long, extended period of time. I mean, if uh, Cody Rhodes wins, we get the Shawn Michaels boyhood dream. Like, that's what it is. You know, we're going to get that moment. Um, and I feel like that's a very important moment, like 20 years down the road, like that's going to be played with the Shawn Michaels one. It's going to be right up there. Does WWE want that? Or is Roman Reigns going to win? And just like how his storyline is gone, he beats somebody just to lead to the final boss. It was John Cena. It was Brock Lesnar. Is this when The Rock comes out after Roman Reigns beats Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania? I mean, that's a total WWE move right there. It's WrestleMania. Casual fans. I mean, if The Rock comes out, if he beats Cody Rhodes and The Rock comes out, I won't be upset. If he beats Cody Rhodes and The Rock doesn't come out, I'll be a little upset. I'm pissed. (laughs) Either way, I think this has the making of being the best WrestleMania. I mean, on paper, this could be the best WrestleMania since X7. I'm not even even joking. It might not have the execution, but, like, yeah. On paper, it should be the greatest two-night WrestleMania ever, it if not be. the greatest I, WrestleMania I mean, of all time. Last year is a tough one to beat because that was a good two-night WrestleMania. But, like, this one, that one was more of a, I don't know, Stone Cold being there and stuff like that. That was more of a nostalgia grab. Like, Shocked me how good last year's WrestleMania was. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Just the whole thing came as a surprise. It was a great night. It was two great nights, though. Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee, then Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. It it was something else. (laughs) This year's WrestleMania is very different. Very different. We're not getting a main event of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. We are not. I never want to see those guys be in the ring together ever again. But yeah, uh, unless anything else is added to the WrestleMania card, that's the WrestleMania card for this year. Yes, it is. Uh, let's have one quick little chat about the Raw after WrestleMania. 
just to see if you think that anything big is going to happen, any big debuts, any returns, any Randy Orton comes back. Randy Orton comes back. That's that's my only big like thing for the night after WrestleMania. I think Randy Orton and Matt Riddle come back. RK Bro come back to challenge Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the tag titles. I, I feel like the show's gonna open. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I feel like the show's gonna open with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They're gonna come out and they're gonna be in such a good mood that they're gonna just that yeah, open challenge. And then Matt Riddle is going to come out first. Then Randy Orton is going to come out. And wouldn't it be something if they beat them on the first night? <laughs> I'd be so mad. And that's how we get the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn feud. Once again, that's how it kicks off. Sammy, or Kevin Owens turns on Sami Zayn the first night. Or the title that Cody Rhodes drops. <laughs> exactly. There we go. I mean, I'm expecting like probably a call up or two. I think uh, Braun Breaker is a pretty safe bet. Seems like he's probably going to lose on Saturday to Carmelo Hayes and drop the championship. Um, and I'm also hoping for a Matt Cardona debut. And I want him to be Matt Cardona and not Zack Ryder. He wants to be Matt Cardona and not Zack Ryder. He said it that he never wants to be Zack Ryder ever again. So I'd be I'd be jacked if we heard woo 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 and then just cut yeah. off and then played just his like, new stuff. Just like when Sheamus made that his return that one year when he finally had, when he had the Mohawk, he came out in his old music, and then when he uh beat up all the faces, he debuted his new music. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be all right with that. And hopefully for some reason he gets to kick Mojo Raleigh in the head. Even though he's not can, on the roster anymore. <laughs> we can hope. We can hope that he just kicks Mojo Raleigh in the head. But all right. That was our, I guess, top rope topics. I don't remember what we called it when we didn't have a mystery brain buster. I think it was top rope topics. I mean, that is 100% correct. That's what it was. Channing's well, telling me right now. He's texting yeah. me. Good, good. Well, Channing, uh, you, you know what to do. Hit that sound effect so we can go to that final segment of the week. All right, Diesel, as always and forever, that sound effect means it's time for final thoughts. So what have you for us this week? I'm having a thought that uh, we probably should have discussed this at the top of the show because this isn't going to be like a weekly thing again. You know, like, you know, we didn't explain that. Why are we even doing this or anything? Why we didn't promote like having a new episode or just randomly popping up. We just kind of. Wanted to talk about WrestleMania. I mean, that's pretty much what it was. So maybe we should explain that uh, View from the Top Rope is still going to be around, but more like this. Just we're going to pop up and talk about wrestling. You'll probably hear from us in the summertime when it's uh, springtime for the best of the Super Juniors, summertime for the G1. Still going to do football in the fall. And then we're working on something that we haven't really – finalized like when we're going to start doing but we're going to try to do something like weekly still but with all our different podcasts so it's not just view from the top rope correct it's going to be something new we're working on the best way to describe it yeah we're there's something in the works we promise you that we will be back 
in a more regular basis than we have been. But uh, another final thought, this has been a blast. This has been a long time coming, and I was really looking forward to this all day, and I'm glad that we got to talk some wrestling because it's been a long time since you and I have sat down for an extended period of time just to talk about wrestling. Yeah. Uh, this has been an absolute joy to do. And I do look forward. Don't worry, folks. I know I know our avid listeners out there, you've missed us. And we are going to be back with something new on a much more consistent basis soon, I promise. But yes, with Diesel and I both being fathers now and, you know, just having, you know, wives and personal lives that we have to attend to. It's hard. It's hard for us. But we will promise to do this more often because this was an absolute blast to do today. And yeah, it's WrestleMania. Of course, View from the Top Rope had to talk about WrestleMania. We haven't missed talking about a WrestleMania now in what, five years? How long are we doing this damn thing? How long have we been doing this damn dance? Yeah, five years. Um, we've talked about at least five WrestleManias. We started in 2017 in June, so we missed that WrestleMania. But hey, it's also been a five-year anniversary of uh, VGM too. So look at us not talking. Happy about anniversary anything. to us, right? And everybody else that's been with us along the ride. Damn right, you're all amazing out there. That's my final thought. Just really, we came back to talk about WrestleMania, and also just once again to say thank you to all of our listeners and all of you members of the Visionaries Global Media family who put out. So much great content on the weekly, even though us as the boss men don't. You guys are all the reason the Visionaries Global Media keeps on kicking because you're putting out great content each and every day. So just kudos to all of you. I concur. Uh, but yeah, Diesel, uh, why don't you do some social media stuff so we can get on out of here? It's been, when's the last time we actually did a real podcast together? Like, uh before the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was playoff time. So it was, it was the, the championship. Because we were we started doing the Super Bowl picks and then yeah, and Cooper got happened. upset. Yeah, and then things happened and we couldn't make it work with our times. But uh yeah, so about two months. So let's see if I can uh remember how to do this. You can follow me on Twitter at diesel underscore VFTR. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad's underscore mind or at view from top rope. Or no, that's your old one. VFTR 2P. Oh, I don't What is it now? I don't remember. It doesn't even exist anymore because it got deleted because it got hacked. Dang, really? Yeah. This is news to me. We had huh? news, Chad. You, we had news. I, I know, no but news. I... You made me a liar on the internet. That's, I, that's what I, I was waiting for this clip. moment to tell you this whole time. They're going to play that clip. So you can follow Chad at Chad's underscore mind. I think that one's still valid. Damn right. Um, <laughs> what else we got going on here? Oh, yeah. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram by searching View from the Top Rope Official. You can follow us on YouTube by searching View from the Top Rope. Nope, nope. Visionaries Global Media. I forgot we changed that. See, it's been a while. I'm, I'm rusty. He's very um, rusty, folks. Of you from Top Rope at gmail.com is our email address. That hasn't changed. You can follow... Visionaries Global Media on Twitter at Viz Global Media. We're still accepting podcasts, believe it or not. And you can send them to visionariesglobalmedia at gmail.com. I mean, that's if you want to be added to the network and 
Like we have a time slot. It's like Wednesday at 10 a.m. Or no, it's Thursday at 10 a.m. Sorry. We record at Wednesday at 10 a.m. usually. So it's this is going great. Um, and you can also be heard on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Song. No. Yeah, all those and probably a couple more. <laughs> so 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 many others and yes diesel i do in this form actually save your ass here and say that yes we thank you so very much for listening to this madness that we call a podcast uh we hope you've missed us we hope you enjoyed us with our return because we were back just for this week i don't know when we'll be back again hopefully soon should be soon uh but yes for myself chad sooner than you think Sooner than you think. For myself, Chad, though, for Diesel, once again, we just thank you so much for listening, for watching, or for however you are enjoying this thing that we call a podcast. It was fun to be back with you from the top rope. As always, though, remember, be kind to each other out there. We are all just humans trying to survive on this blue spinning orb that we call Earth. So don't be a dick. Just no reason. Be nice. All right, it's not that hard. Just don't be a dick. And always remember to climb up high and enjoy the view from the top rope. Bye. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.